You're listening to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, with your test subject, Micah Ball. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy, the synaptic jolts that short-circuited his world, and efforts to rewire and rebuild his not-so-normal life. But first, he's going to need brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host, Micah B. I am the world's best wingman. Like I can, you can, I've gotten so many of my friends laid in so many situations. I am the world's best wingman yet. Sometimes I set everything up perfectly and then my friend fucks it up. And that's how I, that's when I'm like, bro, what do you like? I, I wait, I put in my effort tonight to help you out and you fumbled it. You fumbled the ball, bro. <laughs> you can't do that. Like, <laughs> no. You got to carry through. If you've got a good wingman, you got to carry through. Exactly. I, you know, I do my part to try to help them out, but you know what? Sometimes <laughs> some people just aren't good in the clutch. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. They hit that. They hit that. It's like that stage fright thing. You just get a stage fright. Freeze up. Bam. Deer in the headlights, which <sighs> I hate deer. Especially, <laughs> I never understood the deer in the headlights term until I ran over one because the deer was stuck in my headlights. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh that's what they mean. Okay, <laughs> that's yeah, that's what they mean. Yeah, fucking deer. Yeah, well, they're tasty. They're tasty. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lie. Those overgrown rats. They're overgrown rats. Like they're everywhere. They really don't do much. And I don't care like if people take pictures of them and they're cute. Like I hate deer. They're just too much. <laughs> I like that. Overgrown rats with horns, right? That's essentially what a deer is, you know. I won't disagree with that. I could see that. Especially out east. They are everywhere out east in the Midwest area and stuff. It's like you don't even need a tag in some states. They're just like, please go shoot our deer. Please get rid of them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They ruin your yard. <laughs> they eat all your crops. All your crops. They leave these. They they leave this weird poop in your yard. You know, it's like it's just, it's just, they're wrong. They're just wrong. I just don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I do like eating them. Like I said, do like eating them though. I like animal flesh, wild animal flesh. It's kind of nice. I go back and forth between like, I've been slowly trying to be, go vegan, but it's mm-hmm. just uh, like I've been cutting out meat out of my diet, like slowly. And that's fine. Getting rid of meat really wasn't that hard, but it was getting rid of dairy. Really? Getting rid of dairy. Well, because, you know, cheese and like just little things, you know, even on like a sandwich, you know, like, hey, cheese can I get like. Yeah. Slice cheese, you know, or something like, you know, with some eggs, you know, throw some cheese on it, you know? And so I was like, and I don't eat a lot of cheese anyways. Like if I eat too much cheese, my stomach hurts, you know, I'm not lactose intolerant, but like it upsets my stomach for sure. And so, but it's just one of those things where it's like getting rid of that is way harder than like cutting out meat. Like I cut out meat slowly, but then sometimes I'm like, I just need a good steak. You know, sometimes you just can't avoid it. A nice prime rib or somebody comes out with a nice rack of lamb or something like that Porterhouse. sometimes you need a full rack and you just need to end a big big potato and you need heartburn you know sometimes you just have to go through it it is what yeah. it is give me the fucking t-bone let's go yeah exactly you know so <laughs> it's just, i could I, so i've just decided i can never fully be like vegetarian or vegan i would like to be 
I wish, but it's just not going to happen. I actually, um, especially when I was doing a lot of voiceover work, I was talking on a mic for like seven, eight hours a day. Um, I made a point to cut out a lot of my dairy. Um, I successfully stopped drinking milk. I used to be a whole milk drinker constantly. Um, successfully switched over to almond milk. That was odd. You know, mayo went to avocado and olive oil mayo, shit like that, you know, just slowly repeating everything. But I could never, ever, ever find a good replacement for cheese. The cheese is the one part of dairy that there's no fucking like butter, coconut oil. Tastes delicious, dude, and it's yeah, so much like I drink almond milk, you know, and like, but it's just like, you ever buy like almond cheese or anything like that? that. No, no, and, and that's what I'm exactly. So, so you're kind of you're agreeing here. What I'm saying, you see what I'm saying here. Everything else has a viable substitute, except cheese. Cheese, yeah, and like I'm a big like cheese and crackers guy, you know. Like I'll get some like nice crackers, like. I'll get like the expensive cheese flights and, you know, maybe some salmon or whatever. And you just, you know, you have a little thing, but the cheese is what brings it all together. It is. It's the binder. It's the binder. It is. You know, I don't want salmon and crackers. I want salmon, cheese, and crackers. Crackers. (laughs) Yes. Really, I just want cheese. I just don't want to be judged for only eating cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't eat the cheese sticks anymore. I'm not a full cheese stick guy, but there's... Yeah, there's no way in fucking hell you're going to find me cutting back or or in, no, no way you will ever, ever, no way you will ever find me um, taking cheese out of my diet. Uh-uh. Me Slow processing. Yeah, I know. It's so processed. You can get organic cheese, stuff like that if you're- I mean, I do, but it's just like, you know, there's other things. It's just like, it's, oh, man, it's just sometimes you just, you know. I don't like hamburgers. I like cheeseburgers, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's little things though. It makes a huge difference in how everything tastes. And yeah, like, damn it. Like, and like pizza is my favorite food. So I can't. <laughs> pizza means nothing without cheese. Exactly. It's absolutely just, nothing pizza without, without cheese. cheese. I'm pretty sure it's just toast. Yeah, you're right. Pretty sure. <laughs> you're right. It's glorified salmon and crackers at that point. Exactly. It's just like, all right, cool. Like you made toast. All right. <laughs> cheese is, I'm beginning to kind of think that that may be the whole point of, of milk and dairy products in general. Like cheese was the, the grand goal of it all. Like if there was, if, if this is a pre-designed universe and there is a point to everything then the whole point of dairy and the discovery of dairy in general was to create cheese that was the only purpose that's the only purpose everything else was something along the way i believe it you know cheese was the final destination cheese was the final destination yes most definitely everything else was invented to help get it there exactly Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder what are humans? What's our final destination? Ooh, that's a good question. Is it is it styrofoam, mm-hmm. or we intended to bring styrofoam into the world? Let's say it is, and then someday we go extinct, and then somebody else, you know, needs styrofoam really badly. And Somehow, some ways, styrofoam becomes some kind of miracle thing in the future, or something like that. 
That'd be fucking weird. It's all we're good for. Pollution and styrofoam. (laughs) (laughs) National Geographic magazine back issues. That's what my grandfather thought. Mm. He thought the whole, he thought California um, lower SoCal was going to fall off into the ocean because um, not of earthquakes and overpopulation, but because of overlogs of uh, National Geographic magazines stocking up on people's shelves in their garage and their basement. Oh, it's going to weigh too much. It's just going to weigh too much and, and take it all down. <laughs> That's like, well, it's like, uh, you mean National Geographic? They just got too heavy. <laughs> do, do, you, do you remember the Nat Geo fucking shelves? Yeah, I remember seeing them. I know. Uh, I think my my grandpa actually had one, and it was literally like so many National Geographics, all in like pristine condition. Yeah, and like stacked. And I was like, "Why?" You know, I mean, I was like, "There's knowledge in there." There's knowledge in there, yeah. But it's also like, I mean, nowadays it's like there's also the internet. <laughs> all of do that. You think the, you think the on one website? Killed, do you think the internet killed bookshelves? Yes. Like carpenters no longer make them. Yes. And you really think about it, like everything's so minimal. Like you look at like those modern aesthetic stuff. It's like, you don't really see bookshelves. It's all very sleek and open space. And, you know, you might have like a table, but it's more for you. So you can have like, you know, like little accents, you know, like a little Lotus with a light in the middle of it or some shit. Exactly. The internet exactly. killed bookshelves. Cause you can just have it all on a tablet. You know, if you go out and you look in a store and everything like that, it's all designed um, for this is where you can put your router or your wireless booster, or this is where you put your it's very minimalist, you know, it's like, very, you, you very want everything, you, hit it, you know, very minimalist and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. I wonder if, yeah, internet killed bookshelves. It killed but books in general, dude. Well, it did. But what I love about, even though regardless of the internet and everything going digital, uh, vinyl is now is, you know, people buy more vinyl than any other form of music now. You know, I'm part of that. I love that artists that I listen to are putting their stuff on vinyl. Oh, you know, man. I have, you know, you gave me some vinyl records. I have my, you know, I have a good, decent vinyl collection going. And it's just like, I love that vinyl is like, it's making a comeback so strong. Oh, you most know? definitely. Most the, definitely. When everything's going digital, it's like nothing beats vinyl. Well, I think people are finally realizing it's like, wow, the MP3 that I bought two years ago is degraded to a point where it sounds like shit when I play it. Or I bought these nice new speakers um, and I'm trying to play MP3s and they sound like shit. And then they go over to their friend's house and listen to analog and they're like, they're like, oh my God, vinyl fucking sounds awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's the people who do it because it's cool. Um, but yeah, it's definitely trendy. Yeah, it's definitely trendy for sure. But I just enjoy it, you know. And I just love the artwork that comes with vinyl too, because you know a lot of times an artist, you know, they always they include some type of like, you know, art collab or something like that. At least nowadays, and like it's cool to just you know experience it, even if it is a little, maybe it is a little bit trendy. But no, but I love the fact that the artists are actually releasing the shit on vinyl now. That and it also means that the turntables and stuff are starting to come back into play. And people are getting more serious about getting an analog to digital conversion with these turntables. The old turntables you got um, when they first started trying to get that, you know, oh, you can record this onto CD or something. Um, they sucked. They sucked and they would scratch the shit out of your records. No, no one who had a serious collection would buy these things. Um, but now... 
um, because it's become trendy, there's actually some people that have taken it seriously and are making analog digital turntables for the audio file, not just Grandpa Joe, you know? Right. Yeah. I love that. I fucking love that. And I see in 10, 20 years, you're going to see the same thing with books. Books are going to become so couture. And all of a sudden, people are going to have like, there'll be specialty shit that comes out to store your book collections and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Bookstores are all of a sudden going to be like record stores are. I give it even five, 10 years. You think so? You think the books are going to be that, be the next trendy comeback, the next retro? It'll come. I think so. I'd be all for it, you know, but I don't know if I would or I love to read and I love books, but I love that I can have, you know, all my books on my tablet, on your tablet, you know? on your Kindle. You know, right. like, there's nothing, I get it. You know, there's a, nothing better than like turning the page of a book, yada, yada, yada. But there's a convenience in me not having 500 fucking books, <laughs> you know, just all over the right. place. Right. Um, however, there's some books that it's like, I'll read and it'll be like, I definitely need this in a hard copy edition. I need this hard copy. You know yeah, I mean? no, when I come across a good book, I'll buy the hard copy I, edition. I do the same. I, basically, what's going to happen with books is what's happening with vinyl. And what's happened with vinyl in the last 10 years is um, like I recorded all my vinyl onto digital um, to save the vinyl, right? But then as the digital starts to wear down, it's like I need. I need that vinyl or I'll hear an MP3 or something, listen to it for a while and say, you know what, this new artist, I need to get their fucking vinyl, you know? So it works together. You know, I use the MP3s and Pandora and Spotify and all that shit to discover and rediscover music that I could go out and get if I want. Get the vinyl of, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's definitely true. Cause like when I do buy a vinyl album, you know, obviously I have the album usually digital and stuff like that, but Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's also part of it is like, you know, I think you want to support your musicians and stuff like that. You know, that's why it's like, this whole thing is like, you know, support your, support your, if you really like, if you, you know, support your local musicians and, but you also got to support the big ones too. Cause you know what, they did it. And obviously you're a fan for a reason. Right. And so you know, when they make an album that I feel is worth me spending 50 bucks on a vinyl, it's a pretty good album, at least in my opinion, you know, so you're right. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely that appeal. Yep. Yep. Supporting the locals and the fact that, you know, these guys are taking the time and stuff. Most of the people that are are shooting out albums and vinyl on a regular are the local up and coming guys, man. Look for those, look for those obscure labels, stuff like that. Totally. Um, Same thing with the Kindle. I've got some books that um, I special ordered a couple of hardback books, you know, a couple months ago because I love, I, one, a friend loaned me. And I loved it so much, I had to have my own copy. And the other one, I read the majority of it online and said, no, I need to own this one. You gotta love that shit. Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. Until then, remember that it's all in your head. <laughs>